0: Welcome to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. It is 410 at the station in Pittson, 71 degrees, now mostly cloudy. As you heard, the cloud's going to be moving in, but the rain should hold off till uh, early morning. So hopefully uh, that's the case. We have a decent night tonight to uh, kiss off summer, because today is the last day of summer. Tomorrow is our fall equinox, so we'll see what goes on. Uh, this fall, it's a good see time of the year for us here in northeast Pennsylvania. Very pretty time of the year. A lot of decorations going on. A lot of things. Everyone, That's kind of the pre-Christmas um, time of year. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. So... um. That's not the story I wanted. Here's the story I wanted. The Senate confirmed both the Army and Marines chief of staff a day after they confirmed the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Air Force General, Charles Q. Brown. It's funny. uh, The chief of information, chief of naval information for the Navy, his name was Charlie Brown, and uh, a couple of years ago reached out to me on social media. And he's a, he was a two-star admiral. He reached out to me, and you know, this is Admiral Charlie Brown, Chief of Naval Information for the Navy. And uh, it took me a little bit to believe him. I had to actually do some searches to check to see if he wasn't pulling my leg. You know social media. You can't believe everything you read on social media. Some guy calls you up. He says his name is Charlie Brown, and he's the Chief of Naval Information. But he was. So... <laughs> Ended up having some really good interactions with him uh, until he retired. And now he's a retired Rear Admiral Charlie Brown. But uh, the Senate confirmed these individuals. And it's interesting to see the gamesmanship. And and this is why you as voters, we, as the people who fund this whole shindig in Washington, need to know the procedures, the policies, and what's going on. Because if you listen to some of the rhetoric that comes out of these politicians— they are so disingenuous with us, it's not even funny. They make it seem like Senator Tuberville is preventing 300 military appointments in the rank of general or flag officer, putting everything to a halting screech. Everyone, they're, they're risking our national security. We're in danger. China, Russia, North Korea, Iran are at the gates, and we're leader, we have leaderless militaries. That's what they would like you to believe. And, and even after they confirmed both the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the head of the Army and the head of the Marine Corps, Chuck Schumer, who runs the schedule of the Senate, he, is, he has the Senate majority, he's in charge of what comes to the Senate floor, says the Senate had confirmed Air Force General Charles Q. Brown Jr. is chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and overwhelmingly overcame Senator Tuberville's blockade. And this is what they want you to think is actually happening. Now, here's the actual process. These type of nominations, these type of, these aren't, the president nominates them, these type of confirmations to confirm the nominations for them to take their position have to be approved by the Senate. they nominated by the president. It goes before the Senate. They give it a yes or no person moves on to that next position. And that's everything from a captain or colonel above. Captain in the the Navy, in the uh, Coast Guard, general in the Air Force, Army, and Marines. What we would consider an 07, an 06, their levels. You start off as an 01 as an Ensign or second lieutenant. You have an 02, 03, 04, 05, 06 as either a Navy captain, Navy or Coast Guard captain, or a colonel in the Army, Marines, and Air Force. And then you move to 07, which is flag. They consider that flag or general rank above. One-star general, two-star general, three-star general, four-star general. So anything over an 06, the uh, president needs to nominate and the Senate needs to confirm. This is normally done in groups. The, the president, he's the commander-in-chief, he or she at the time, picks who they want. It goes before the Senate. There is a confirmation hearing. If there's anything, if if they want to call for it, normally there's not. Usually for the bigger positions like the chief of staff, the joint chiefs of staff, uh, the head of the Army, the head of the Marine Corps, the head of the Navy. And it's a verbal voice vote. It's it's a roll call vote. The Senate who presides over the Senate in, here, in this case, that would be determined by Chuck Schumer the Senate majority leader, and he would say, we're going to have a group nomination for these 45 generals and admirals for the positions nominated by the president. Voice vote yes or no. Yes, everyone's here. That's the way it usually goes. Well, Senator Chubberville is saying because the military is paying for travel, for members of the military to travel across state lines to get abortions and money shouldn't be used, federal money shouldn't be used to promote abortions, I'm not going to allow that voice vote at any time. Chuck Schumer, the Senate majority leader can invoke closure and have the type of votes he just had. It takes time. Obviously they could probably do 20 a day and there's a little over 300. It takes time. It takes effort. It's not the, Hey everybody, this is a group vote. Everybody says, yes, yes. Okay. We move on. But, for Chuck Schumer to say that he's preventing this is a lie. At any time, Chuck Schumer can invoke cloture and have a vote. And like these votes, I think two of the votes were like 48 to 1. or I'm sorry, uh, like nine, there was like one no vote. The other one, I think there were 14 no votes. So they overwhelmingly passed bipartisanly because the Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, brought it to the floor. And said, okay, we're gonna have I'm gonna invoke cloture, we're gonna have a vote on this. A roll call vote. He could do that with each and every one of these flag officers and generals, admirals and generals. He's choosing not to because he's he's using it as political fodder. It's this typical back and forth. They're the bad guys, we're the good guys, no, we're the good guys, they're the bad guys. For politics, that's all this is. If they wanted to do the business of the government, Chuck Schumer could say, okay. We're going to do 20 a day or we're going to do 40 and we're going to stay here all day. We're going to start at 8 o'clock in the morning and we're going to go to midnight each day. This is the game you want to play. This is what we'll do. But he doesn't do that because him and all the other Democrats want to turn around and say, oh, look at the mean old Republicans are leaving us defenseless because we have leaderless armies and militaries out there because they're not confirming these individuals. But again, at any time, he can call for a roll call vote. They don't, because they don't want to solve problems. They don't care if they fill these military positions or not. They want the argument. They want the political stance. They want the grandstanding. They want the the good guys and bad guys, the cowboys versus Indians on Capitol Hill. This is what they want. It gives them airtime. The media goes there and says, oh, my God, what is the Navy going to do without a head of the Navy? Believe me, there's plenty of leaders. That's why they call it a chain of command. There's plenty of people there, and most of these people are in acting positions right now. They're highly qualified. Yes, it's inconvenient, but again, at any time, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer can invoke closure and have these votes for every single general or admiral that's nominated. He's choosing not to. And then when they did for these three, because somebody in the military said, hey, we kind of really need these three because it's a policy issue and we got to do budgeting and we need someone at the top because that, that's what these are, the top people. He held it and then makes it seem like we overcame Senator Tuberville's blockade. We, we worked around him. We, we battled him and we won. No, you didn't. You could have did this at any moment. At least be honest. And that's why it's up to you and I, the public, to know as much as we can about these processes. So when they try and lie to us, You could say you're full of crap, because most of the time they are, because I say it time and time again, it's about money and power, and what gives them money and power? The perpetual election cycle, they need their campaigns going, they need to fill their coffers. What fills their coffers better than anything? Arguments. Things that get you heated. So you pick up your wallet, you pick up your phone, and you call them and say, no, no, this is outrageous. And half the time, they're not telling you the truth. They're misrepresenting the truth. They're lying. This is what they do. They're politicians. He could have solved this problem from day one. And again, they have no need to. They have no, nothing driving them to solve these problems. Because they want the argument. They want the news cycle. They want the time to tell us, oh, my God, look, they're bad. They're preventing us from doing these things. China, Russia's knocking at the door. And the poor people sitting home that want to go about their lives doing other things hear these snippets on MSNBC, on CNN, on Fox News, and say, oh, my God, we're defenseless. I, I, I got to send money to these people because they need to get these generals and admirals to protect us. No, they could do this all the time they want. They could do it any time. They choose not to because they want the political argument. Four twenty one here, at Wilk. Hopefully, there's no argument with traffic today, but it's time for traffic and weather.
1: It's not as bad as it was earlier. How does that sound? Always good. Yeah, this traffic update is brought to you by Pentel Internet. Southbound on eighty one from Lennox to Waverly, it is bumper to bumper, barely moving. That's where your biggest problem is. We do have a little bit of slowing in both directions between Pittston and Scranton on 81 as well. O'Neill Highway in Dunmore, there was an accident a bit earlier. They're cleaning that one up uh, right near University Drive. That might uh, cause a few issues. North River Street in Wilkesbury, that is bumper to bumper. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our Jam Line 570 883 7269. Nikki Stone, W I L K traffic Did you figure out a place to go yet?
0: Not yet. I'm still deciding. I mean, I probably won't decide till the day after. Did you tell people to be nice to me today cuz it's Friday? Yeah, I did. They're, <laughs> they're text me. So we have to be nice to you today cuz it's Friday. Uh, I, are you having a rough day? Uh, no, uh, I'm not having a rough day.
1: Uh, I just you know yeah, I hear Friday. some of them on I like, to keep, on Fridays. Light. I like to keep Fridays light. I did say that. And I was just trying to be nice to you. No, it's fine. You know? People tell
0: me they that well, Nikki said we got to be nice to you, uh, so we're going to be nice to you.
1: It's my test to know if they're actually listening or not. <laughs> so well, they are. Uh, good to know you're out there thank you there you go
0: (laughs) here's the storm tracker 16 forecast from chief meteorologist kurt aaron tonight increasing clouds showers arrive after 5 a.m low 52 saturday cloudy with showers and downpours also breezy at times high 60 sunday cloudy with showers and downpours also breezy at times high 63 monday spotty showers taper off breezy at times high 73 it's currently 71 with some sun and clouds here at Northeast Pennsylvania. It's 423 at your official weather station W.I.L.K. Every time I hear this song, I think of the Almond Joys commercial, right? Am I wrong there? Um, it's uh, 427 here at W.I.L.K. with the Rob O'Donnell Show. 71 degrees and partly sunny. Let's cheer up the day and get to Lorraine from Hazleton with a poem. Lorraine, how are you today?
2: I'm um, hi How are you?
0: Well, that's good. I'm doing all right.
2: (laughs) I thought I would send you off into your weekend with a poem.
0: Always a good idea.
2: (laughs) Okay. It's called Hidden Wealth. Wealth comes to us in various ways and may appear in many different forms. It can possibly be found in a chest filled with money or hopefully a lifetime without any storms. Some people envy those who have more money. They think that their lives are full of pleasures. If you have the love and support of family or friends, then you are the one blessed with life's greatest treasures. Many do associate wealth with money, but this thought process isn't always right. Quite often, the money is gone in the blink of an eye then your life may not seem very bright. It has been said that your health is your wealth. I hope many realize this is so true. Thank God for all of your hidden blessings. Eventually, your wealth may take on a different view.
0: That's a great perspective, Lorraine. I know many people who uh, get by by comfortably but aren't wealthy and... But uh-huh. truly, have ton of wealth in their lives.
2: That's right. They're oh, they're they're the rich ones. A lot of these people that like just what I said about love and and they are back up in the, with their families and friends. They truly are.
0: It truly is because uh, you know, money money can buy a lot of things, but it does it's, it's such the truth. It doesn't buy happiness. You know, and I,
2: it doesn't buy health. That's for darn sure. No, no, it doesn't. Um, nope.
0: I I agree a hundred percent there. You have uh, you just gonna lie low this weekend?
2: <laughs> yeah, my usual weekend. <laughs> yes, I'm lying low. I no, need, ne- no, need No, no next- happy
0: hours and dancing this weekend. Oh, do I wish? Do I wish <laughs> I could?
2: Oh, believe me. Oh boy. Well, don't you need an extra person with you and your wife? Can't you stink me in somewhere?
0: <laughs>
2: Tell your wife I'm your your chaperone or whatever. <laughs> there you go.
0: There you go. Well, you have a good weekend, Lorraine. I appreciate you're your giving us the weekend in a good note. It's always a good thing. I try and keep Fridays light, and that that's well, that's a way to go out on the weekend. Hey,
2: it, it reciprocates to, to me. You know, if I make somebody laugh or happy, then, then it comes back to me in that form.
0: Yep, yep. We should we should strive more to do that. Pay it well, forward and and let it come back, come to us as well. Yes. Well, Lorraine, you have a great weekend.
2: I'll try. You too.
0: Thank you, thank you. And and she's right. You know, it's it's always be thankful for what you had, what you have. Uh, I am. I truly am. And she's not wrong at all. Money, money takes some worry away, but it gives you a whole ton of others. And it it really doesn't give you everything. You know, like I said, I, I walked away from much higher paying jobs to come here because this is what I wanted to do. It makes me happy and my health is definitely showing because of it my uh mental state is definitely showing because of it and i enjoy uh i enjoy where i am right now a lot of a lot of things to be happy about in life and that's what i stress with you guys the listeners as well look for the happiness look for the good don't uh don't deal with this negativity that's all around us because that's what they want to push because it sells money and power doesn't matter what it is money and power politics The news media, corporations, jobs, your toxic bosses that may work with you, if they do, look to change your spot. There's better places out there. And believe me, the statistics are on your side. If you leave something that's bad, usually you do better where you wind up. It's 4.31 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. That's a song called Stand by a local artist, Nate Hosey, who's a good friend and uh, appreciate him allowing us to use that song for this segment, where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice on this day throughout history. Eighty-three police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day throughout history, six of them from here in Pennsylvania. have Sergeant James Henry Rip Taylor, Jr., pittsburgh bureau of police in 1995 sergeant james taylor was shot and killed when he and his daughter interrupted a gang spraying graffiti at the intersection of vassar street and grotto street sergeant taylor was off duty and was shot with his own service weapon when they overpowered him thankfully they did not shoot his daughter police officer william d mccarthy philadelphia police department pennsylvania in 1987 was struck and killed by a drunk driver outside of the Spectrum Stadium while on mounted patrol following a concert. Officer McCarthy's horse, Skipper, was also killed in that incident. Deputy Sheriff George M. Warda Jr., Bucks County Sheriff's Office, in 1986, and Deputy Sheriff Thomas Bateman were killed when their patrol car was struck head-on by a tractor trailer on State Street in Warrington Township. Fish Warden William Shoemaker, Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission. In 1921, William Shoemaker was the first Pennsylvania Fish Warden to be killed in the line of duty. Warden Shoemaker and his son, who was acting as a special deputy fish warden, had completed making an arrest in Loraysville when they were traveling home following the road that paralleled the Wyalusing Creek when they spotted a lantern light and two men in the creek. When Shoemaker walked down the creek, leaving his son in the car, he found the two suspects spearfishing without a license. He ordered both suspects out of the creek and followed the first suspect up the bank. As they walk up the bank, the second suspect, suspect grabbed his 38 caliber revolver and shot him in the back of the neck. Constable Henry H. Colby, Doylestown Borough Police Department, 1914 was shot and killed while escorting a forgery suspect to jail. The 18-year-old youth pulled out a handgun and shot Constable Colby in the chest, killing him. Several bystanders subdued the youth and turned him over to police. And those are our six from uh, northeast Pennsylvania. We see time and time again you know, the dangers of not only law enforcement but everything, from attacking our EMTs and paramedics in the back of ambulances to our firemen, fire services, both paid and volunteer who run into burning buildings, deal with car accidents with cars whizzing by, and our law enforcement, both our sheriffs, our constables, our game commission, our police, local, state, you call and you need help, they're coming. And uh, we owe them a debt of gratitude because of that. You know, we talked about uh, earlier in the week or late last week about those new cones to call them, those traffic control devices the, that are taking the place of cones that are falling all over the place. And somebody texted me yesterday, I uh, meant to mention it yesterday, that they work for the railroad and they can't come within four feet of a train coming by per policy, per their training. But yet we are paying these, these guys and gals, you know, $30 an hour to fix these cones within inches of cars and tractor trailers going by because they wanted to save a few bucks on these new these new cones or these new traffic devices that they have out there but uh you know i take the casey highway all the time i take 81 all the time and like i said 70 percent of the time they're down and uh you know it's interesting the risks they'll take to save a buck and it's not even saving a buck because they will uh they have someone out there 24-7 that has to fix them time and time again. So who knows? That's uh, government contracts for you. Uh-huh, it's 4.41, yeah. time for traffic and weather now. Uh,
1: thank you. Uh, this traffic update is brought to you by Data Internet. If I don't lose my voice, I could do this. excuse me Uh, we do have an accident on Northern Boulevard and Clark summit things are backed up as you're headed toward the Scranton Expressway it is all jammed up 81 southbound from Lenox to Waverly 81 northbound you're hitting those brakes out Waverly and crawling I thought that construction was done Rob on 81 northbound. I thought they were done doing construction. No, not up by uh, me. No, 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 okay. They're okay. on the other lane now. <laughs> ah,
0: okay. they, they finished the right lane. Now they're doing the left lane. So
1: one day you were able to get through without a problem, and now we we flipped it over. Okay, that would be the problem right there. So And then we have some slowing 81 both directions from Scranton to Pittston. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269-NICKY-STONE-W-I-L-K-TRAFFIC.
0: What am I doing? Oh, I'm doing the weather. Here I am. Trying to read text messages. This multitasking is not working today. It's Friday. Last day of summer, though. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, increasing clouds, showers arriving after 5 a.m., low 52. Saturday, cloudy with showers and downpours, also breezy at times, high 60. Sunday, cloudy with showers and downpours and breezy at times, high 63. Monday, spotty showers taper off, breezy at times, high 73. It's currently 71 with sun and clouds outside now at 443. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 447 here at the station. We're going to see what's, uh, what I got here next. Um, a bill to create a search and rescue team based in Pittsburgh is advancing through uh, the General Assembly here in Harrisburg. Against the advice of the Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency, the General Assembly is moving forward on creating a search and rescue team in the western part of the state modeled on the existing federal-funded team in Philadelphia. Though Pima worried that such a force would distract from the already existing team, legislators see it as a prudent way to reduce response time to disasters. And they're 100% correct. They're talking about the task force teams. New York has a few of them. Pennsylvania obviously has one based in Philadelphia. Yes, we should have one on the western side of the state. Again, this is about who's in whose territory and you know who's going to move in on this, who's going to respond to that. It's one of the... You know, with emergency management teams, they they everybody wants to be the ones in, just like ours. You know, our special forces teams. Everybody wants. If you have ever seen the movie Twelve Strong, there were a dozen Green Beret teams that that they were thinking about sending in, and they interviewed the the CEO of each one. And uh, you know, the one ODA five nine five was the one who got the mission to go into Afghanistan, be the first into Afghanistan. But everybody wants in. They want to be the guys. There, it's life risking endeavor. These are the types of of men and women you have on these teams. They want in. They want to be the ones. And uh, Pennsylvania should have another team in Western PA. Uh, They want to talk about how natural disasters and, and incidents are increasing. Well, let's have the resources for them. So, yes, it is a good idea to get a task force team. Now, there's a lot of mandates involved with these task force teams. It's not just putting a group of emergency responders together. You know, and say, okay, when something happens, you guys respond. There's a lot of criteria that goes with it. You have to have access to a transport plane to get you anywhere in the country. If you're getting federal funds to locate you, that's why you have, like, New York Task Force 1. Well, was down in Katrina. was in all these areas. They were down in Haiti when the earthquake happened. Um, You know, they travel all over the country when there's a natural disaster somewhere or some kind of disaster that they're needed. Pennsylvania should have another one. And for the Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency to say, no, we don't, I'd like to hear the justification on why. You have one on one side of the state in in, in Philadelphia. Pennsylvania is big enough to have two or another one on the western side of the state. So uh, I fully support this. And it appears, you know, that the senators that are arguing this, so that a second team the senator argued would, be, uh, would benefit the Philadelphia team. It would significantly ease the burden of the Pennsylvania Task Force 1, Robinson said. No funds or resources will be taken away from the other fire department, including the Philadelphia PA Task Force. Now, in New York City, and I'm sure Pennsylvania works uh, uh, similar, it's, it's a whole mix. You have EMS, you have fire, you have police you have engineers, you have medical personnel. These task forces are are a holistic approach, and they have to be self-sufficient when they get to a location. They have to have the, the equipment needed. And again, like I said, they have to be able to be transported anywhere they're needed when they're collecting those, when they get that federal task force number response certification. So it's not an easy task, but, yes, I think Pennsylvania should have another team, a second team, without a doubt, and uh, the mere, the mere fact that you have elected official appointees saying that they're against this, I would like to hear more of a reason for that. I would like to get their reasoning. And looking through here, it looks like during an August hearing. Pima Director Randy Panfield advised against the bill, stating, while I think it makes a perfect addition to the capabilities in the West, it also potentially distracts, detracts from the capabilities across the rest of the state for residents. No, it doesn't. Instead, he suggested reviewing the existing emergency response system to refresh the state's urban search and rescue capabilities, which we should also enhance, especially when you have these same people saying natural disasters are uh, expanding, they're becoming worse. You want to bring in the, the climate change issue and all that. Okay, but on you, you want to say that on one hand. Then on the other hand, you want to say, yeah, we don't need another task force, federally funded task force, capable of responding faster to events in the western part of PA. There, From what I'm reading here, this Pima director, Randy Panfield's Suggestion is uh, not in the best interest for emergency response in PA and from PA if we need to assist our neighbors being in other states or anywhere in the nation. So uh, I applaud the elected officials for moving forward with this because I do strongly believe we should have a federally funded task force with our experts from Pennsylvania on the western part of the state to benefit the state as a whole and emergency response anywhere they're needed it's 453 here at wilk we'll be back with the rob o'donnell show in just a minute you with the rob o'donnell show on wilk news radio it is 456 70 degrees with some sun and clouds outside looks like the rain's coming in tonight supposed to rain through the weekend today is the last day of summer If you can get out enjoy a happy hour somewhere some time on a deck on a balcony on a porch, wherever they have uh, some outdoor space. Today would be your night to do it. Rain looks like it's going to move in early morning. Republican uh, Dave McCormick launches his bid officially for what they're calling is the vulnerable Senate seat in a battleground state. Republican Dave McCormick said he uh, can be a force for good as he aims to face off next year with Democrat Senator Bob Casey here in Pennsylvania. Now, This is coming from news sources, and, uh, okay, yes, we are definitely a battleground state, but is it a vulnerable seat? Is there a—does Dave McCormick have a chance to uh, beat embedded uh, Senator Bob Casey in Pennsylvania where the Democrats—their Democrat lead is dwindling in Pennsylvania— more and more people are leaving the Democrat Party. More and more people are joining the the Republican Party in Pennsylvania, but there is still a majority of Democrats voters here in Pennsylvania. So, uh, is it is it vulnerable? Can Dave McCormick be the guy to beat Senator Bob Casey Jr. here in Pennsylvania? He's a West Point graduate, Gulf War combat veteran. He was a Treasury Department official in the former President George W. Bush's administration. Um, But there are questions about his residence already. You know, he does have a house in Connecticut. His child or one of his uh, his children, one or more of his children are registered in school in Pennsylvania. In Connecticut, I'm sorry. And he uh, does not claim a homestead uh, exemption here in Pennsylvania in his home which if it has to be your primary residence in order to claim that exemption. And uh, they're asking why he hasn't claimed that ex- exemption if Pennsylvania is his primary residence. On some of his children's school information, um, Connecticut has been declared as his, as his primary residence. So there's already that question. They're already talking about the carpetbagger and this and that. You know, he's obviously not at the level of a Dr. Oz who, you know, I I think it was at least to me as a voter, I never saw him as someone from Pennsylvania. So, uh, you know, we'll have to see. But do you think out there, I want to get your opinion, you can call or text at 570-883-0098. Do you think Dave McCormick has a chance? Um, You know, he's got an impressive resume. Uh, He served our country. But can he be the guy to topple Bob Casey? We'll have to see. Are people sick enough to uh, look for change, especially after you you elected uh, John Fetterman to represent the the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? Hope you're proud of yourselves. And if you did vote for John Fetterman, explain why. It's uh, almost 5 o'clock here at WILK. Joe from Edwardsville, I will get to you on the other side of the hour. Yeah, I'm, I, I'd i like to see what he has to say, Dave McCormick. I'll reach out and see if we can get him on the show as we move forward. But it's 5 o'clock here at WILK. We'll be back after these messages.